The key is when you solve little problems, you get a little reward. But you're able to solve much bigger problems when you seem trustworthy, when you seem like you know what you're talking about. When you start trusting yourself, other people will be attracted to that. You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with the talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, it's Adam here, and thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Now, before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you know how you can get hold of a free copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing, because inside you're going to find 10 golden rules for B2B and professional service firms that consistently create client sales opportunities and drives revenue growth. And you'll find out how to do all of that using professionalism, ethics, and good manners. So what you can do to get your free copy is go to the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And when you get hold of the book, what you're going to discover is a simple strategy to ensure that you consistently have a full calendar of motivated and qualified ideal potential clients who want to discuss doing business with you. And what I'm literally doing is giving away the exact entire strategy that my clients pay thousands to implement with them. Not only that, I share throughout the book links to templates, frameworks and workbooks that you can use to actually implement this strategy and get results. And it's all for free, no strings attached. In fact, there isn't even an opt-in. So please make sure you go and grab your copy on the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And if you want to grab some of the other gifts and resources that I offer there, please help yourself. So I hope you go and get the book. I hope you read it. And more importantly, I hope you do something with it. And when you do, I'd love to get your feedback on the results that you've got. But until then, let's get to today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, you might know this, but in case it's your first time today, I'm going to mention something about myself that will set the context for today's conversation. Now, I'm an introvert. Now, for a long, long time, I didn't really understand what that meant. And honestly, I just thought that I was a bit shy or not as confident as other people that honestly, I secretly wished I could be a little bit more like. And in the past, I've been pretty scared to put myself out there. And seriously, until I think November 2019, I didn't even have a picture of myself on my bloody website for crying out loud. But I realized all of this was seriously hurting my personal brand and ultimately my business. And yes, we all have a personal brand. It's so important, even if you don't think it is. In fact, as I realized, not having a personal brand is also a personal brand. But I'm sure you've found it. There's a lot of confusion around what personal branding is, and it's almost become a bit of a buzzword. So maybe reputation is a bit of a better way of describing it. Simply, personal branding is how you prove to your ideal clients that you're worthy of their trust. It isn't bragging. It's not being narcissistic either. It's your opportunity to share with the others how you use your talents to serve them. So today I am absolutely delighted 
to be talking to someone whose personal brand literally stood out to me as a big, beaming, emoji-happy face of light in an ocean of sameness on LinkedIn. He's the CEO of Ajax Union, one of the fastest growing companies in America and founder of Evergreen Networking, where he helps his clients go from lurkers to influencers on LinkedIn by building their personal brand. Now, he's got a PhD in results. He's got over a thousand selfies with his audience pre-COVID, of course, in case you're still listening to this in the, uh, in the lockdown. But he's absolute living proof of the power of a personal brand. So if you want to become known for your expertise and have clients coming to you, this is the guy to listen to. And it's why I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my guest today on the Client Catching Podcast, Joe Apfelbaum. Joe, welcome to the show. Adam, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about sharing my experience with the listeners because I've really been through a crazy journey and I'm sure that a lot of people that have gotten to where I am have also uh, gone through that, but a lot of people don't necessarily share their story. Absolutely. And uh, just, just before we do dive in, I'm just going to, I just need to take a big swig of water here. So, well, just so you know, because I didn't I, know, <laughs> I don't know if you knew, Joe, there's a, there's a stat out there that I heard from someone. I can't remember where I heard it, but a, a, a 5% drop in hydration is a 30% drop in energy. Have you heard that, Joe? Yes, if you want to get hydrated, if you want to get motivated, you got to get hydrated. So it all begins with how much water you have in your system. My goal is to drink half my weight in ounces. Most people don't have any water. They drink coffee and oranges and they're dehydrated. So if you're dehydrated, you're not going to get motivated. Now, for anyone that hasn't sort of picked up and doesn't know, Joe, that, uh, you know, that is something that he will often preach um, before if you go to one of his trainings, his webinars, anything like that. But it really does. It sort of touches on a little bit of your story there as well, because not only have you got the story around the personal brand and how that's come along, there's a lot more to the backstory, isn't there, in terms of your own personal struggles. And, and, and you've you've taken those struggles and you've transformed them into what can only be described as, as an amazing way of inspiring people to make changes themselves. So do you want to give us a little bit of the backstory before we move on to the, uh, the personal branding side of things? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was, I was really shy. I was scared. I was a nerd. You know, I, was, I went to computers, right? I'm a computer guy. I fixed computers. I love the internet. I love web design, coding, graphic design. But I'm also kind of, you know, I, I always craved having friendships, but I was scared of it because I faced a lot of rejection in school. I never really had best friends. I never really fit into one particular clique. So when I got into business and I got really good at my skills of doing computers and web design and then eventually SEO and marketing, what I realized is that in order for me to grow a business, especially a multi-million dollar business, I can't hide in my insecurities. I feel like in business, everything kind of comes out. I mean, the greater, the more money you have, the more it exaggerates whatever issues you have in your life. Money's not bad. It only magnifies everything that's going on. So when I built one of the fastest growing companies in the US, all of a sudden I realized I'm 95 pounds overweight. I was 265 pounds. I realized that I am scared of having my photo on social media. I had a picture of a cheetah as my Facebook profile photo. I, I was I was afraid of just me being out there, public speaking. I, I thought that my chest was going to burst and I was going to have a heart attack when I got in front of my staff to have a conversation with them. And I wanted to know, what the heck is wrong with me? What type of therapy do I need to have in order to fix all the problems that I have with me? And then one day, after going to a lot of therapy and after going to a lot of coaching and after reading many books and going to many seminars, Landmark, Tony Robbins, whatever it is, 
what I realized is there's nothing wrong with me. There was never anything wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with you. You just have to get complete with who you are and decide to create the person that you want to become. Because human beings are always constantly evolving and transforming. And you have the ability with your awareness and your consciousness to transform into anything you want to be. But if you lock yourself down with the identity of I'm scared, I don't know, I'm not good enough, I'm, I, all this ego stuff or your identity is locked in with a particular type of persona, then you're just basically stuck in jail of your own making. And it's not really your own making because your habits of thoughts and beliefs are just things that were given to you to lock you in to keep you from dying. Because if you transform too much, you might transform into like a flame and just disappear. So you want to be able to stay a piece of meat, you know? But the reality is you don't want to be stay a piece of meat. Instead of surviving, what you want to be doing is thriving. It's interesting that I don't, I don't know if it was a subliminal thing, if your Facebook cover was a, you know, a picture of a cheater. And, and I think sometimes that's what we almost feel about ourselves, that we are, we are cheating other people, like that imposter syndrome that comes out sometimes when we, uh, you know, when, when we sort of think about going out into the world, especially if you're just starting in business or even if you've been around for a, a long time, that imposter syndrome, it never goes away. And I'd be interested to hear how, how things have been different for you from going from that person to then making the decision, obviously, to start the business that you have, but then to put yourself at the face of it. What, what's the before and the after been like for you? Um, first of all, different types of clients. So before, when I would try to get a client, I would be an anonymous person randomly calling a small business owner to try to get a few hundred dollars from them. Now, I am a thought leader with tens of thousands of followers, millions of views on my social media, and people reach out to me to spend not just tens of thousands of dollars with my agency, but hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because if they're going to spend $10,000, $20,000 a month, on a campaign for two years, they're going to want to do it with someone that they can trust, someone who trusts themselves, someone who they can rely on that actually has a public persona and has hundreds of people that vouch for them on LinkedIn. So if you go to my LinkedIn profile, joelinkedin.com, you will see that I have hundreds of testimonials on my profile, recommendations. I have thousands of endorsements, but I have hundreds of recommendations. People wrote things after using my services or taking my courses or hiring me as a speaker or whatever it is because they were so compelled and so excited about sharing the message of what I've been able to solve for them, the problems I've been able to solve for them. And that's really the key. The key is when you solve little problems, you get a little reward. But you're able to solve much bigger problems when you seem trustworthy, when you seem like you know what you're talking about. When you start trusting yourself, other people will be attracted to that. Think about it like a rock star, for example. Imagine I'm a timid little rock star and I get on stage and I whisper into the microphone and I'm like, would you like that every two seconds? Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Everybody would throw tomatoes at me if I'm lucky or they would just leave, right? Nobody would show up except the one person who's severely deranged. They're going to come in and be like, I love that, right? And you'd be like, I don't even want that person as my fan. But... If you are, get up on the stage, you might not have the prettiest look. You might not have the prettiest voice. You might not even sing on tune, but you're a rock star. You're just owning it and you're just alive and you're just motivated. That's what people want. People want the real you. People want the unadulterated you, the unfiltered you. So if you can show up, not show up and throw up because you want to optimize yourself. You want to keep 
making yourself better so that you can deliver. Like I'm delivering to you. I'm not just throwing at you. I'm delivering real pearls of wisdom that I have received myself because I nonstop keep reading books, taking courses, getting mentors and coaches and keep learning and learning and learning. I think it was Guy Kawasaki. He said in his book, I think his book is called Ape, author, publisher, entrepreneur. He said, what you need to do is you need to consume like a hummingbird. A hummingbird, if it was a person, they would consume tens of thousands of calories because their heart rate is so quick. And they're able to really burn calories very, very quickly. And then you have to, uh, you have to let go like an elephant. An elephant craps about 150 pounds a day. So consume a tremendous amount and then also give out a, a, a tremendous amount. And I'm dedicated, I've dedicated a tremendous amount of time to personal development because I'm on a mission. I want to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. There were so many things that frustrated me in the past. And I want to be able to help people be able to create those same breakthroughs that I've created for myself. Now, I can't create a breakthrough for you. You need to create your own breakthrough by discovering where you're stuck, what is the underlying fear that is stopping you from getting over that. And then once you have the courage to take action in spite of having that fear, you start to see the doors open up. And that's really the key because it says, they say that follow your frustration it will lead you to your greatest fear. When you become overcome that fear, now you're getting motivated. Now you're able to start driving forward and start accomplishing your goal. So if you have a goal, if you have a big goal, something that you'd like to achieve, whether it's a certain amount of money that you want to make or a certain amount of influence that you want to have or a certain type of relationship that you want to have with the people in your life, you got to first realize that it's an inside job. And I know it's a cliche and everyone says it's an inside job, it's an inside job, but if you keep hearing it over and over and over, you're probably going to eventually get the joke. You're probably going to eventually get it. You need to hear the same things. You don't need new ideas. All the ideas you already know. You just have to do the things that you know. Somebody once told me, Joe, I want to lose weight. I know you wrote a book called High Energy Secrets. How you lost 95 pounds and kept it off and have a tremendous amount of more energy than you've ever had. I said, yes, I wrote the book. I published it and thousands of people purchased it and hundreds of people have lost many weights. He's like, give me the shortcut. Tell me what the shortcut is. What do I need to do? I said, diet and exercise. And he looks at me, he's like, I know that already. I said, but are you doing it? He's like, no, I'm not. I need, I need the pill. I need to lose. I need the band. He said, I need the band around my stomach. He's like, do you recommend putting a band around your stomach so you lose weight? I said, no, put a band around your head. You need to put a band around your head so that you can change your beliefs because your beliefs are driving you. If you believe that you get pleasure from food, from the wrong types of food, well, no, no one's gonna take you away from your drug because you're addicted to that with your beliefs. So if you can rewire yourself, and sometimes you gotta shake the snow globe a little bit, <laughs> get out of your comfort zone, and then all of a sudden, life can change. Well, it's, it's like the old saying, isn't it, that uh, nobody can do your push-ups for you. And you know, you can show people the way, you can, you, you can give them you know, great ideas and all the rest of it, but if they're not ready to actually do those push-ups, to do the work, to commit, because maybe they don't have a big enough goal, they don't have it clear enough in their mind, clarity is so important when it comes to not just goals, but direction as well. It makes a huge difference because you know, anyone for, you know, in your position, if you're from a, you know, from a coach point of view, you can only do so much. You cannot physically get someone to do the things that you know that they need to do. It's really difficult. So, for them. Adam, if you do it for them, then you get their reward. Well, exactly. It's like, well, if I'm going to do it for you, why am I going to do it for you? Why wouldn't I not just do it for me? Um, it's a bit crazy, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a funny way, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it's interesting. The, uh, 
the, uh, the the rock star reference that you made there around the you know getting on stage. Is it right that I've got Wayne's World in my head and just you know Kaya Rura, you know all that kind of thing <laughs> going on? I don't know. It's kind of like <laughs> I just got Alice Cooper and Wayne's World in my head. But uh, there we go. But when it comes to um, personal branding. Let's have a think about personal branding because there's a lot of talk about what personal branding is and, you know, it can be a buzzword and all the rest of it. But is, is there anything that you see a lot of people when they're talking about personal branding, uh, you know, personal branding experts in this state, in this, in this space? Is there anything there that you see a lot of people sort of talking about, but you passionately disagree with it because you found it's just not the right way to go? So if I understand the question correctly, what's the right way to do personal branding? Is that basically what you're asking me? I'm more sort of looking at sort of some of the advice that we see out there or, you know, personal branding. You've got to go out there and, you know, get your personal brand built, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's completely wrong. That's completely wrong. That's a, that's a big myth that I had to go through and read many books and speak to many coaches and hire people and waste a lot of money trying to find and trying to create a personal brand. A personal brand doesn't get created. I'll say this again. A personal brand does not get created. You know why? Why doesn't a personal brand get created? Because a personal brand already exists. And whenever you try to create something that already exists, you're always going to not be satisfied with what you find because you're trying to create something that's not you. There's a famous saying, be yourself because everybody else is already taken. So if you look at Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins and you're trying to be them or you create the Marie Folio or you become Russell Brunson, all that is not you. What you need to discover is who are you? Who are you and how can you amplify your strengths? How can you amplify your values? How can you amplify your why? Figure out why. Why do you do what you do? It has to do with your wounds. It has to do with the times that you failed. It has to do with your frustrations. It has to do with your experiences. It has to do with your strength and the equal weaknesses that created those strengths to begin with. It has to do with your story, your personal story, not some BS that you want to create so that you can satisfy the people that you don't even like because other people's opinions are none of your business. So instead of you trying to satisfy all the haters and shut down the haters, be yourself and your lovers will come like bees to honey. And the haters will show up too. But all you got to do is just ignore the haters. And eventually they go away, kind of like your teeth. You ignore them, they eventually go away. (laughs) Learn more about yourself. Self-discovery, not self-creation. It's called self-discovery. If you can discover your strengths, if you can discover your values, if you can discover your why, we actually created a course called the Goal Setting Masterclass. And we teach people how to discover who they really are so that they can create their visions, their goals, and then actually put that into place. The reason why people procrastinate is not because they're bad. The reason why people procrastinate is not because they're lazy. The the reason people procrastinate is because, they, like you said earlier, they lack clarity. And when you lack clarity, you lack motivation. When you lack clarity, you lack the reason that will propel you to take action. And action only follows reason. Now, sometimes you can take unreasonable action. And I highly recommend that you do because you will find a reason. Because human beings need purpose. Everything we do or don't do in this world is for a reason. You ate because you were hungry. 
Or because your mother paid you. In my case, my mother paid me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or if you do, yeah, if you eat this, then uh, yeah, you get to watch another Frozen after the uh, after you've eaten your uh, your broccoli. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. The, the first thing I obviously, I, well, I think anyone listening, I, I have to point out is you can just hear the passion in your voice. You can hear how much you believe this, and that has not necessarily just come by accident it's come from that clarity it's come from doing all the things that you are talking about here and maybe there's people there you know listening thinking well i'm i'm, I'm not going to be like joe well if you actually just listen to joe you shouldn't want to be like joe you need to find that thing you know i'm not like joe i'm not the kind of person that jumps around and, and shouts and screams yeah, but I hear, I hear that a lot people look at my brain and they're like i don't want to be that I don't want to be that. I don't want a personal brand. If you tell me that I have to yell and scream and have all this high energy, I don't want a personal brand. And I look at them and I'm like, who told you to have this? Who told you to even want this? Who told you that this is even something you should ever aspire to? That's ridiculous. No one needs to have the amount of intensity, passion, energy, and you don't even have to be attracted to it. Here, let me tell you a secret. Come here. <laughs> let me tell you a secret. I don't want to be famous. <laughs> what? I don't want millions of people to know me. I don't. My goal is to have 1,000 people, the right people, mm. to see a thousand times a year. That's it. Only a thousand people. And if the right 1,000 people see me a thousand, a thousand times a year, I can make a living. I can generate a fortune. I can impact. I can know who those thousand people are and I can impact them deeply, deeply, deeply. I can live a meaningful life. I can be present for my five children because I'm not sitting there trying to go viral. I'm not trying to get lucky. I'm not trying to get lucky. I am lucky. What I'm trying to do is create a strategy based on my specific goals, which are based on my values, which are based on my strengths. Think about that. So intentional. So proactive. And that's the thing. That's that's the that's the clarity that comes from intention. And it, ta and it takes the work. And that, it's the work that a lot of people don't want to do. So what I'm what I'm interested in to hear is is how you would then turn this into an actual tactical application of this. So you want a thousand people to see you, and you want to be known to a thousand people. Now that's that's sort of the you know the, the Kevin Kelly one thousand true fan, fans idea. And I don't know if you've read um, uh, Seth's new book. This is marketing. Uh, Seth Godin's yes. new book. It's it's very much along this same route, and it's 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 a principle that is coming back at time and time and time again because we are we are kind of seduced by this current world at the moment. You know, it's like you can have millions and millions of Instagram followers and all the rest of it, or LinkedIn followers, Facebook fans, all the rest of it. But ultimately, how many of them are you going to know? You're not that many. Yeah. You need to know a very few, and you don't have to know that many to have an amazing business. And you're the CEO of a B two B agency, right? So you have that sort of understanding of actually working in a B2B space. You're not an Instagram influencer. You're someone on LinkedIn that is just doing what you're doing and you're running a real business, not trying to, you know, get paid for endorsing products that you don't even want. Right. So why don't you sort of talk about how you would let's, let's set up, let's set a scene, right? So you are someone that is running a, uh, a business and uh, you've been going for a, you know, for a while, you're pretty successful, but you're kind of feeling a bit stuck, right? You kind of want to get to that next level and, and you've heard about this idea that I need to build a personal brand. What steps would you take someone through 
the thinking process behind. I need to be more present on LinkedIn with the people I want to be known to. Well, step number one is you got to figure out who those people are. Most people, when I say, who do you want to meet? You know what they say? Decision makers. You ever heard somebody say that? It's ridiculous. Well, my wife's the decision maker in, uh, in my life. So, uh, <laughs> you want to meet decision makers? who else do you want to meet? I want to meet business owners. Why don't you just say you want to meet people? You want to meet people. Okay. Just want to meet people. Okay. Let me take you downtown to the train station. There's a lots of people. Some of them are feeding the pigeons. Some of them are aimlessly walking around. He's like, no, I want to meet successful people. I said, okay, let's go to Broadway. Let's meet. I don't want to meet actors. I was like, who do you want to meet? Actors make decisions too. Who do you want to meet? They're like, I don't know. How do I decide? I said, I created a course. And part of the course, we teach you how to decide who you should want to meet. And it revolves around what your goals are. So they're like, goals? Who even has goals? I go, hang on a second. How are you supposed to know who you want to meet if you don't know what your goals are? So you got to backtrack, you know, shortstop and say, okay, before you start doing LinkedIn, which most people are doing random acts of marketing, they're doing random acts of networking. They're spraying and praying. They show up to a place and like their business card, you know, they have the business card machine and they're just throwing business cards in people's faces. Don't do that on LinkedIn. Don't randomly connect to random people in different countries that you're not even, you know, most people are from outside of the UK. Most people are from outside of the US. Most people are not in your country on LinkedIn. It's a global website that most of the people can't even do business with you. There are 690 million members. You first have to identify what would I like to achieve from this? Now, you might want to achieve that you want exposure from marketing directors. I'm connected to 8,000 marketing directors on LinkedIn. Marketing directors at companies in the US. And you might say, I want to, I want to connect to CEOs of companies that are doing over a million dollars in annual sales. Well, I have over 10,000 that I'm connected to on LinkedIn and I measured it and I have their email address and their cell phone number and all the things. And I wish them happy birthday on their birthday. But I know exactly who the people are and I have an assistant helping me being able to do that. I know who I want to proactively connect with. I know who I want to build a relationship with. And because of that, I'm actually getting to my goal even during the pandemic. Most people make an excuse. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not lucky. Of course you're not lucky because you haven't created your own luck with a bright strategy. Hope is a great thing. It's just not a good strategy. So what you need to do instead of hoping and wishing is start creating, start strategizing, start planning, start with your goal, then pick your target, and then create a message that reflects that target. And once you have a strong foundation, and like I said, we teach this in our course, in 15 minutes, you basically knock out your plan, in 15 minutes, you knock out the target, in 15 minutes, you knock out the message. And once you have that done, now you have a written strategy that will help you as a foundation for LinkedIn. The next thing you need to do is if you want to be consistent, and you know this, Adam, the key to influence is consistency. If you show up once in a while, it's not going to happen. I watch Gary Vaynerchuk almost every day. He's pumping out content on every platform like it's kind of going out of his brain. The Grant Cardone, the same thing. He's nonstop, 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 nonstop. It's pouring out of him. All the big influencers that have millions of followers on social media, they have consistency. YouTubers, they have consistency. They all have consistency. So how do they have consistency? Is They create something called an asset library. This is something we teach in our course. We actually give you an asset library example. They also have a content calendar. And they make sure to put all their stories and all the questions that people ask and all their videos and quotes and images and content and articles and all the things that they create and that they curate into these, into these um, systems 
And now that you have your systems in place, then you can be posting and engaging and messaging and taking the right actions each day. But most people are not even going to get there because they're not working off a clear foundation. So have a clear foundation, have the right assets, and then you can take action. That's often, if you think about a lot of the questions that I'm sure, well, I know that I get, or, you know, if you get and, and all the rest of it, it's like, well, I know I need to be doing something with my marketing. I need to be creating more content and this, and that, but I just don't know what content to create and I don't know what to do next and blah, 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 blah. That all goes away when you have that clarity and you have that foundation, when you know the goals that you have, who you are looking to serve, how you help them, what problem you solve, and the unique way that you can help solve it you kind of don't even need to think about it. You can literally flip open a camera and talk into it, right? And, and there's you your can't create You cannot create messaging to everyone because no. now well, there isn't one message that speaks to everybody. Once you know who you're talking to, then the content starts pouring out of your head. Adam, who are you targeting? My, my main target is uh, B2B um, sales and marketing directors of mid-sized companies between 5 million and 10 million. And located where? Uh, primarily UK based, but I will perfect, also, but, but I attract, of course, you attract everything. You'll attract, you know, salespeople, you'll attract everybody. That's fine. You can, you know, I'm, I'm a B2B marketing agency. I attract people in the U S that are 10 to a hundred million dollars in annual sales that have a sales team and a marketing director. So very similar to you, preferably in the EST time zone, very similar to you, except you're in the UK. Now, if somebody contacts me from the UK and somebody did recently, and he's under 10 million in revenue, I'm going to refer him to you. I'm going to say, dude, you know, you're a B2B marketing director, go speak to him. Now, once you know who you're targeting, now you know who you're targeting, now you know what their problems are. Now you know what they're wondering about. So when you're creating content, you know exactly what to tell these B2B marketing directors. I mean, a B2B marketing director would love to hear this podcast because now they know how to create a foundation for their own B2B LinkedIn because LinkedIn is mostly B2B. It has to do with referrals. If you want to grow your B2B, you need referrals. You need to learn how to nurture leads. So now that I know who your target is, I can create hundreds of pieces of content relatively quickly because I know who I'm talking to. I know what their problems are. I know what their interests are. I know what questions they have. I know what quotes they're attracted to. I know what books they read. I know what magazines they get. I know what trade shows they go to. I know what they're interested in. And once you know what a fish likes to eat, and let me tell you something, according to Dale Carnegie, it's not strawberries and whipped cream. Fish don't like that. It's not going to work. Human beings love appreciation. That's what he says. So you have to appreciate people by giving them what they're interested in. If you want to be interesting, you have to know what other people are interested in and give it to them. You know, an interesting thing as well is like something that I think about is like the reason I decided to go after that target is because that was me. I was a B2B marketing director. I, I ran marketing departments. So I understand that market as well from being in that position. And I think a lot of people may or may not have that luxury of being that person as well. It does help, but you don't obviously have to. And I am, um, I, I know we're sort of getting close to time and, and, and I want to, I want to sort of finish with a, with a bit of a question around because you've got this personal brand right let's say we had to we took it all away like all your personal brand all your followers everything all the rest of it what would you do and to, to sort of start again in you know you had to build yourself your business something brand new from scratch in 30 days what would you do what would your thought process more importantly not necessarily the tactics your thought processes yeah involved? No, I, lo I love that question very, very much. And the reason I love that question is because I always think to myself, if I had zero and I landed in a country with no reputation and no people and no nothing, what would I do? And that's a little bit of a different question. Um, but, you know, I always think about that because you never know when you're going to get banned from LinkedIn or when someone's going to, a hacker is going to come and take all your stuff away and whatnot. So it's very interesting to ask that question. I mean, the first thing I would do is I would leverage my 
current relationships. I would leverage my current relationships. That's the first thing that I would do. Why? Most people are not leveraging their current relationships. They're not leveraging their current relationships. So social media is just a tool, just a tool. And you take your current relationships that you have in real life. So if I had no current relationships in real life, I wouldn't be able to do that. We'd have another conversation. But we're, we're assuming that I have no more LinkedIn and I'm restarting from scratch. What I would do is I would find my current real life relationships on LinkedIn and build relationships with them on the platform. That's the first thing that I would do. That's step number one. Make sure that I have, let's say, the 500 people that I know in real life. If they connected with me on LinkedIn, I have to call them up and make sure they connect. I'll make sure. Figure out the ones that are actually active on LinkedIn and support their content by liking and commenting and getting a little bit of more excitement over there. Looking at our mutual connections, looking at their second degree connections and asking them who I should be connecting to based on my specific goal. So if I want to be marketing directors, I would probably connect to several hundred marketing directors every single month and invite them to a networking event. I'd probably start my own networking event around marketing directors. I would also try to join other events, other networking events. Now it's all virtual. So I can easily jump into networking events. I would get invited to networking events. I would join. And whenever I meet somebody new, I would hop into LinkedIn. I would search for content on LinkedIn. And I would connect with those influencers that are actually publishing content. And I would send them messages and tell them how much I appreciate their content. I'm a massive influencer. And most people do not message me and tell me that they appreciate my content. But when I ask them, do you appreciate it? They say, oh my God, I look at you three, four times a day and I love you, Joe. Why would you think that I don't? Because you never told me that you like it. So I don't know that you like it. Tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you want me to create. And then they ask me tons of questions and I can create more content from that. So the idea is I would connect with other influencers. I would connect with other, my target market. And I would connect with the people first that I know in real life and make sure that they remember me. The point is to get people that know you people that trust you, get them to like you and to remember you. That's the key. People that already know you, people that already trust you to get them to remember you. That's the key to getting referrals. You're not going to get referrals from a stranger who just met you. Your best referrals, Adam, you're going to get from the people that have known you for many years, but forgot that you existed because you're not marketing to them because you're not networking because you're not top of mind. So that's really the key. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's top of mind. And it's, it's, it's so easy to forget that everybody else is so busy. And if you're not regularly showing up, you, it's not because they don't value you or they don't appreciate you. It's just because you hadn't shown up. You hadn't taken that, uh, that emphasis to be the person that is, you know, just gently just reminding, Hey, I'm still here providing value. I'm over here providing Absolutely. value. And I love, I, I do, I love that answer. And I, I, I specifically like asking that kind of question at the moment, especially because I think a lot of people feel that they're, they're sort of almost having to go back to startup mode in a way because of what's happened with the, you know, the, the COVID situation and all the rest of it. It's, it's obviously been devastating, but it's also a, been a massive opportunity to really go back and ask that question because I don't think people ask that question enough. Like what I'm would happen you, if I lost I'm it? I'm going to give you a, a one minute story, Adam, which I think would add a tremendous amount of value to your audience. A few years ago, um, my business took a little bit of a dip. Um, and I had to really innovate. I had to figure out what I really wanted to do. And I really was very into LinkedIn because LinkedIn was really helping me. And I said, what I want to do is I want to create a LinkedIn product because I know a lot of people want to create content and they don't have, they don't have the ideas of what to create. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make, I'm going to make 80 calls per month to my contacts, my personal contacts, to the people that I already know. 
And I'm going to see, can I close 30 deals over 90 days? Myself, can I close 30 deals? I start from scratch. This is a new business. As if it was a new business because my team wasn't involved. My team was like, Joe, I don't know what you're starting over here, but we're busy with your, your business. If you get 10, 30 clients, then we'll take over from there and start doing all the work and whatnot. What ended up happening was, it was like I started a new business completely. I didn't set up a website. I created a LinkedIn article for the LinkedIn Authority Blueprint. I wrote what it includes, how it works. I made a screen share video on YouTube. I created a few email templates. And then I started messaging my connections and the people that I know. And I said, hey, would you like to know what I'm doing for other CEOs on LinkedIn? I created a, I created a new awesome thing if you want to get together and chat. These are people that already know me, like me, and trust me. I got 80 calls, five calls per day. I got on the phone and I got 10 deals per month closed and paid for in per month for 90 days. I got 30 deals done, closed, paid for without me having a website, without me having a landing page, without me doing a webinar, without any of that stuff. I had a YouTube video that was five minutes long that described everything. I had a link. And of course, I followed up with the people that said they were super interested and I actually closed the deal. And then we created a landing page and a webinar, and then we we you know increased the price, um, not by too much, but in a way that we can deliver even more value, and make it profitable. Um, and now we're getting we have a product. Our lead-in product is our LinkedIn Authority Blueprint. If you're looking for a written strategy with a content calendar, asset library, all that stuff, we will create a blueprint for your business in just three weeks. Boom, the whole blueprint done for your business. You have content for the next ninety days. You have an asset library, a connection. So. My point is, my point is exactly what you're saying is, you want to start a new business from scratch, go to the people that already know you, like you, and trust you, and give them some value. And what's going to happen is, they're going to become your first clients. The same thing happened at Ajax Union when I started. I came up with an idea called the Anubi plan. It was an SEO plan. My first five clients were people that already knew me, liked me, and trust me. Then after that, we closed over 1,100 deals. And we were one of the fastest growing companies in the US because it started with the seed the germinated seed of my current connections. And you knew your current connections, you understood their businesses, their their personality, and you understood the problems they were facing and you, you were able to create a solution and make a very simple offer, um, which was obviously a successful one because of the story that you've just told. And, and just in case there are some people sort of listening to that and thinking, oh yeah, no, I can understand that's a great idea, but I still don't know what I do. Well, go back a step and instead of making the calls and trying to sell them something, ask them, what are you dealing with at the moment? What are your challenges? What's been frustrating the heck out of you for the last 12 months that you wish you could just get rid of? How have you been trying to go about solving it? What is a dream come true solution for you? What does that look like? That will give you I the ideas. Yeah, I did have a failed product right before that where I hired two people to try to sell LinkedIn prospecting. And they, for six months, they tried to do it, but not to my connections, to strangers, cold trying to do it. Um, and the one thing that I got from all those people is that they're like, I don't want new connections. I want to stay top of mind with my current connections. And that's how I kind of came up with that idea. And then instead of trying to sell it to cold people, I sold it to all my people and it worked. So it's very interesting that you're right. I mean, the best way to get a really good seminar or webinar or business is literally to ask people the question, what is your number one problem with this thing? So if I ask people, what is the number one problem with LinkedIn? Most people, it was around content creation. And so that's why I created a course, which is very, very successful, really helping a lot of people. And that's why we have a done-for-you service, which basically comes up with the whole strategy for your content creation on LinkedIn. So yeah, so of course, in anything, whether it's experience that you're selling, whether it's um, email marketing services, whether you're a graphic designer, 
or maybe you're just a car technician or whatever it is, anything that you are, you figure out what's the number one problem people have with their with their current thing, their situation, and make that your leading product. And I think there's a there's a lesson in there that we won't have time to go into necessarily, but I just want to highlight it because if you're sitting there sort of thinking, again, like how do I create content, all that kind of thing, well, you've kind of heard one of the greatest ways of doing that because most people think of creating content about themselves, their business, they're just going to throw up all over people. Well, how about flipping it around? Some of the greatest content you can create is asking questions that engage other people. That is an incredibly effective way of creating content. Yeah, right so I would highly invite or encourage everybody listening to, uh, to first of all, just connect with Joe on LinkedIn, or maybe, I don't know if you're at your limit because you're constantly sort of, you know, having nah. requests and all the rest of it, but just go and look at what Joe does. Like you will get so much inspiration, so much, so many ideas and you'll just see, like, and I always say that you can, you can learn more from watching what people do than what they say. And Joe just does what he says. And it's fan- like oh. it's amazing. As I as I said in the introduction, the guy stood out to me in a sea of sameness with, you know, emoji big smiles because Joe uses emojis. He's big. He's loud. He's passionate, and you know he, he doesn't mince his words. He he will tell you what's on his mind, and and I appreciate that and I respect it. So if you want to connect with me, just go to www.joelinkedin.com. Make sure you mention Adam King's podcast in your message because I have over a thousand people waiting to connect with me. I'm very particular with who I accept. I'm only accepting real people, people that are fans, followers, engagers. I'm not looking for random people um, that are just not engaged. So if you're engaged and you're real, let me know that you're real. Let me know that you're a real person, that you're interested in being part of my network. And I'm happy to let you in. I have room for another 8,000 people, just by the way, Adam. I have over over 30,000 followers, but I still have many more room for the right connections. Again, like I said, my goal is not to just add as many as possible. It goes to connect with people that have intention, people that have purpose. And if that's you and you really want to take your life and your business to the next level, please follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to check you guys out. And uh, if you're interested in the LinkedIn side of things, um, Evergreen Networking is the website, isn't it? Uh, easy, easy domain to remember is learnbusinessnetworking.com. That's easy. Like we created that three words, learnbusinessnetworking.com. That'll show you our course. And you, I'd be happy for anyone to take it. We have lots of people in the UK that have taken it. They're super happy. We have people in the U.S., people from Germany, people from all over the place that have taken our course, learned a tremendous amount, and generated lots of revenue. So check out the testimonials, check out the videos, check out our free webinars. We have lots of great stuff. And go from uh, lurker to influencer uh, on LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, just 15 uh, minutes a day. Yeah, Just 15 minutes a day. And uh, if that isn't enough to make you uh, want to go, I don't know what will. So, um, Joe, I appreciate you. Thank you ever so much for spending time with me today and just bringing your uh, your knowledge, your expertise and, and your your absolute passion. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. So all that's left to say is happy fishing. Happy fishing. I'll see you guys soon. See you on LinkedIn. Boom. So there we go. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some great ideas and, and found it really valuable and you've got some things that you can now go off and do in your own business to help grow your business and attract and catch more clients. And if you have found it valuable and you can think of just one other person that may find some of these ideas helpful and, and, and help them grow their business, please share it with them because they'll thank you for it. So also don't forget to grab a copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing from the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. 
And all that's really left with me to say is thank you ever so much for listening today. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there you could be listening to. You've chosen this one. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. If you're a first time listener or a, or a long time listener and you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do because you'll get updated of the latest episodes every time they come out. And if again, you are enjoying it, I'd really, really appreciate a honest rating review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one personally, and they do really mean the world to me. And yes, they help others find the show. If you're able to do that, again, I massively, massively appreciate it. But until next time, happy fishing.